the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Tuesday, June the 7th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 7, 1965, the U.S. Supreme Court struck down 7-2, a Connecticut law used to prosecute a Planned Parenthood clinic in New Haven for providing contraceptives to married couples. Today in 1712, Pennsylvania's Colonial Assembly voted to ban the further importation of slaves. Today in 1776, Richard Henry Lee of Virginia offered a resolution to the Continental Congress. The resolution stated, quote, that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. Today in 1929, the sovereign state of Vatican City came into existence. Today, in 1942, the Battle of Midway ended in a decisive victory for American naval forces over Imperial Japan. That marked the turning point in the Pacific War of World War II. Today, in 1981, Israeli military planes destroyed a nuclear power plant in Iraq. The power plant was not necessarily building or looking to build more electricity. It was looking to build nuclear weapons. Israel knew it, and they bombed it before they could make the the weapons. I think we should expect to see something soon like that again, because uh, the nuclear weapons program, from everything I read, I mean, I don't talk to anybody in, in Iran, but everything I read uh, their nuclear weapons program is going full bore, foot to the metal. So I th- Israel is watching that very closely because Iraq and Iran are, they are enemies. And Iran in particular is an enemy because they have said repeatedly that they want to wipe Israel off the map or push them into the sea, as they say so often. So that part of the world, I think I think we will see not in Iraq necessarily, but in Iran. I think we'll see Israel take action here before too long from everything I'm reading. Today in 1993, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that religious groups could sometimes meet on school property after hours. It's interesting that a Supreme Court in a nation... <laughs> in a nation that held church services in our Capitol building at our founding, the guys that wrote the Constitution, the guys that wrote the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson specifically, said, hey, we have all this room in the Capitol building. Why don't we allow churches to come in and hold services here? That would be great. They made that decision. Churches started. There were, I think, five different churches holding services at one time in our Capitol building. Thomas Jefferson actually actually attended one of the services that was held. I can't remember which church it was. 
But today the Supreme Court is ruling in 1993, the ruling that religious groups can sometimes meet on government property, school property, after hours. Oh, I know, separation of church and state. It's gone so far that it's destroying a nation that was built on the idea and the premises of godliness, biblical truth, Judeo-Christian values. Today in 2016, both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump claimed their party's presidential nomination. We know the rest of that story. be interesting to see what happens coming up in a couple of years. I've read a number of polls recently that say that uh, America is essentially depressed. I mean, people are saying they're depressed, or at least some of the time, depressed, very deeply depressed in some cases. As many as over 80% of people in America say they are at least sometimes deeply depressed and distressed over the events in our world and particularly in our nation. I think most of us know why that is. As we look around us, we see nothing but chaos. We see a presidency that is dysfunctional, totally dysfunctional. We see an administration around that president that is equally dysfunctional. They just aren't performing at any level. It isn't a matter of disagreeing with their policies. It's a matter that the greatest country on earth is stumbling now, feeling their way along as our president focuses on things that are should not even be a part of the narrative. It just shouldn't be happening in America. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. But I thought of scripture. We turn to God when we feel depressed or discouraged or distressed. For his anger endureth but a moment, Psalm 30, verse 5 says. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Have you ever laid awake at night, couldn't go back to sleep, and your mind just fill? I mean, it goes becomes overactive. And you're just thinking about everything, and it always tends to kind of go toward maybe some challenges or problems. Sleeplessness was on those lists where, there, where I've seen more than 80% in some polls, more than 80% of Americans saying, yeah, I, I'm kind of depressed and discouraged and distressed, particularly at night when I'm sleeping. I think God had the psalmist write this verse just for us today. Joy cometh in the morning. God is faithful. Isaiah wrote in chapter 61, his verse 3, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. God is well aware of the things we're going through in this nation. God knows the life the activities of everyone all the time. Often we think of that in the negative sense in that, boy, I don't want to do this because God will see me. He will. He does. But on the other side of that coin is the fact that when we're going through difficult times and we feel depressed and discouraged and distressed, and if 80 
plus percent of Americans feel that way at least some of the time now. I'm probably talking to a lot of people who have had those moments. We just need to know that as God sees the evil deeds that men do, he also sees those who love him and are trying to serve him to the best of their ability, trying to live the life that they believe God would have them to live. You and me and all of us, God sees our concerns. He sees our tears. He sees the fears, the anxieties. He sees the difficulties. And he's going to make something beautiful out of that because his word says he will. So just be strong and know that God is in control. God loves you and he cares for you. But to say that we do not live in a culture that is corrupt to the core in many respects and that is going in the wrong direction, that would be in denial. It wouldn't be true. We do. But as we talk about this, keep in mind that we are informing ourselves about what's going on so that we can be light and salt in our communities. We can take a position. We can stand for something And that something is God's word and God's truth. Because there is a lot going on that is destructive beyond description. And yet, yet God wants us to be informed. Some of it is ugly. Some of it is sickening. It makes you want to vomit. But God wants us to be informed. His word is very clear on that in many ways. He wants us to be informed, but he wants us to not be driven by fear or discouragement or just being afraid of things, concerned, overly concerned. God is in control. The problem that we face today is that the Biden administration is taking this country in a place that even he himself, Joe Biden, did not claim to believe or embrace just a few years ago. He's always been a flaming Democrat. He's always been a flaming liberal of sorts. But no one expected this. I'm not even sure that a lot of the people who gathered around him and carried him into the White House expected this. His administration is now requiring the schools comply with its LGBT policies or lose billions of dollars in federal funding for school lunches. Now, I'm not a fan of welfare, but boy, there's little kids in this nation that need to be fed and until we figure out a better way, and there is a better way than the government taking care of it because this is what can happen when the government is in control of our lives. These kids need help. It's not their fault that they're in this situation. These little kids need to eat. So public education has taken over that role. However, that puts it under the president's purview. And most any, even Democrat, that you can think of that would be in the White House would not pull this kind of a stunt. But, oh, yes, he is. U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food and Nutrition Service announced in May, and nobody paid much attention to it, but they knew what they were doing. Joe Biden knew what he was doing. I'm convinced of that. I know he has dementia. I mean, I know his cognitive skills are failing. Everybody in the world knows it. But he knew what he was doing because it's too calculated not to know. It didn't just happen. 
U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food and Nutrition Service announced in May that it will prevent low-income students from participating in its national school lunch program if the public school does not adopt the administration's interpretation of Title IX and a couple of other titles as well, but Title IX in particular, which holds that the federal civil rights laws provision against discrimination based on sex includes designations of sexual orientation and gender identity. Most of us who have a lot of things to do, we get up every morning, we live our lives, we do what we do, we try to make ends meet. We see these kind of words, we go, well, it includes sexual orientation, yeah, 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 okay. But this is ludicrous. And now the words are becoming reality. Remaining true to the teachings of Karl Marx, Saul Alinsky, and others like him, of like mind, President Biden is threatening schools that if they do not line up with his LGBTQ agenda, he's going to cut off funds for food for the disadvantaged children. I personally think the church should be handling all of that kind of charity and help in the nation. That's my view. But that isn't the way it is. I think the church could step up and administer help to the needy far better than Joe Biden, or Donald Trump for that matter, but certainly than Joe Biden. His noble cause is to have back the back of the transgender movement. How many times have you heard him say that if you pay attention to the news? Many times. He's always telling the transgender movement that he has, I have your back. He keeps saying that again and again and again. I mean, he's obsessed with it. Well, this announcement now that they're going to withhold funds for these, you're going to punish these kids if the school district doesn't go along with Biden. They're going to keep the money, and there's billions of dollars involved in this. It's amazing. The announcement builds on his first day in office, his executive order on preventing. He promised he would do it, and he did it. First day in office. Preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity, sexual orientation, which permits transgender students to use male or female bathrooms, play sports with either sex. We've seen all that, the results of it already. But his executive order drew on the Supreme Court's ruling. It was a ruling that Bostock versus Clayton County. I mean, it's not important that we know that, except it's important that we know what it was about. And it means that altering the meaning of sex in Title VII to include sexual orientation and gender identity. And again, these things, they're they're incremental. And you you don't see the monumental effect that these have until down the road there's an accumulative effect of all of these little orders and laws and stuff that they do. I mean, it's done by both parties to achieve their, their goals and their ends. But in this case, it's so destructive. What the President of the United States is saying No LGBTQ agenda in your school. No food for your kids. The President of the United States. I'll tell you, a spokeswoman for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said on Monday, the Biden administration's decision to withhold food from disadvantaged children in order to advance a deranged political agenda was appalling. I would say that at least. He said through his spokesperson, we will not allow Biden to force Floridians to choose between children's food and parents' rights. They're trying to block the parent. All of this this whole movement on this transgenderism in particular, 
also has a component of blocking parents from knowing what's going on in the school. And that's what was the big uprising in Virginia that ousted the the Democrat Party that's been in control there in recent years and elected this Youngkin, the new governor, because he said, I won't do that. I'll take you in a different direction if you'll elect me. And they did. And he is. Biden has threatened to take away children's school lunch money to pursue his radical agenda. Everybody is beginning to see this, and I want all of us to be aware of this. I will tell you, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida isn't getting over this. I was quoting him on Monday this morning. This morning he's saying that uh, the president of the United States is totally off his rocker. He is. Nobody in their right mind would do what he's doing, even if they believed what he believed. This isn't even the way to do it politically. It's political suicide in most cases. Maybe it won't be this time. But speaking to the media himself, DeSantis said Florida will fight back against Biden's clueless and destructive policies. He said this morning in Florida, we are fighting against Biden's intentionally destructive policies like denying school lunches for states that refuse to implement woke gender ideology in the schools. He said, we're prepared for what Biden throws our way. And you know, he said, yes, part of it's the inflation and the gas. Part of it are are intentionally destructive policies, like trying to deny school lunch programs for states that don't do transgender ideology in their schools. DeSantis said, give me a break. He said, he's totally off his rocker to be doing that. He said, we're fighting on that. Don't worry. So we're just prepared to be able to defend the taxpayers, the hardworking people in the state of Florida, and I couldn't be prouder for doing that. Well, unfortunately, most of us don't live in Florida, and particularly those listening to this program, because if you're listening in Florida, well, there are some, actually, as I say that, there are some that listen in Florida. You're listening on the Internet. And I thank you for listening. Tell your friends to join us. But for the most part, we're based in the Northwest and the West Coast on California and Oregon and Washington and Idaho and Arizona. But most of us don't live in Florida or a place like that. I can assure you that Inslee and Kate Brown in Oregon are not are not doing what DeSantis is doing. So that's the problem. And that's what's out there today. Christy Nome, she's the the governor of of South Dakota. She tweeted that her state's going to take action. She figured this out. I mean, it's kind of deceptive the way they presented this whole thing and put it in play. She said, Joe Biden has threatened to take away children's school lunch money to pursue his radical agenda. She said he's targeting states like ours that make it clear biological men do not belong in girls' bathrooms and sports, and she's been very definite about that as well. She said, if you act on this, Joe, we'll see you in court, and we will win. Well, Christy, Joe is acting on it. He's moving ahead with it, and his departments in his administration are moving ahead with it. This Jonathan Butcher, he's a fellow in education at Heritage Foundation. He said Biden's interpretation of Title IX which also prohibits schools from informing parents of their child's decision to assume a different gender. He said it's a parent's right to know what their children are doing or what health services or even counseling services are being provided to the children in a school setting. Well, he's right, but 
can you believe that we're even at a point where somebody like he or me or you would have to say that? For 200 plus years we've lived in America, we didn't have to have laws and policies that allow parents to know what public education is teaching their kids, particularly in regard to leading these little children to the slaughter of this ideology that is so destructive, and particularly this transgender, uh, trans, uh, transgender nonsense. It's pathetic. It sounds like a fairy tale. Or on the other hand, it sounds like a hardcore communist-run government that hates the people who live there. I have never felt so deeply about a single policy as I feel about this whole nonsense that this president has foisted on America. If I were under 40 years old, I don't know what I might do. I might go out and start a movement to run for president or I don't know what I would do. I can't tell you how deep my feelings are about this. Little kids are taken by the hand and dragged off into fantasy land by a president of the United States and his policies. God help us. God forgive us. His rule changes will tie billions of dollars in federal education with a threat that if you teachers and you school administrators, if you don't teach this perversion in the classroom to these little kids all the way up to university, but little kids, I'll cut off your money. No policies, no perversion, no food. I've been in countries like that, but I never thought our country would get to this point. This means the schools around the country will be forced to comply. This is the culmination of President Biden on the day he took office. He was making these promises. Now he's doing it, and this is one of the consequences. How is he justifying this? I'll tell you how he's justifying it. I'm quoting. These are his words. I think this is what he said. These are his words. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or the school sports. What about the 99% of kids that don't think they're some other gender than they are? What about those kids? They're being denied all of the rights that any human being expects in America and parents expect for their children. Sarah Perry is a legal uh, expert at Heritage Foundation. She got a hold of this. She's as upset as the rest of us are. She said the rule will change, will also remove recently added due process protection for students accused of sexual harassment or sexual assault, which could be particularly important if misgendering individuals. In other words, if a kid says, well, I'm no longer he or she, I'm the or it or the, and all of these, they have 60 some pronouns now. She's saying if somebody, like a teacher or a, just a person, in the context of public education, misgenders the person. In other words, if I don't, if I don't call you the John instead of Mr. John Smith or whatever, they're going to be vulnerable to legal action. That is 
Sarah says that is denying freedom of speech. And it is exactly what it is. It's a matter of free speech. She says nobody is saying it out loud because it doesn't appear in the written policies. But these actions by the president will essentially muzzle free speech. She said it'll be essentially a muzzling of free speech for individuals, for example, who don't toe the party line or gender identity, and they'll be forced to use an individual's preferred pronoun or be faced potentially with a Title IX sex discrimination charge, criminal charge. Why is Biden committed to having the backs of transgenders while casting the normal girls out to the beasts. Why is he doing this? I don't know. But the president says he's pushing toward equity and fairness. He says, quote, a key step in advancing these principles is rooting out discrimination in any form, including discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender gender identity. He's in denial of science, and he's in denial of the God that he claims to, to serve. He says he's a devout Catholic. He's a devout Christian. This is not the action of a devout Christian. And he's denying science. Amongst children who struggle with gender dysphoria, 80 to 95% of those who are allowed to mature naturally through puberty tend to resolve that dysphoria. Those who undergo physical transition interventions, such as puberty blockers and other irreversible surgeries, They often do not see any lasting benefits with regard to their mental health. This is coming coming from pediatricians who are silenced. You don't read this in in the media. They don't want to publish this because it doesn't fit the narrative of our current president. Contrary to science, the Equality Act will make physical transition interventions standard medical care. And they're saying we don't see the evidence. College of Pediatricians. They say, we don't see the evidence. We see the downside of it. We don't see an upside. Ryan T. Anderson, he wrote an article. He writes about this a lot. He wrote an article on this subject uh, not long ago, specifically directed to families dealing with these issues. I would strongly recommend that you read it. I included it in an article that I wrote today in our uh, on our website, faithandfreedom.us. And uh, you can look down through it. And some of the comments I'm making now are part of that article. And you can see that that his article, it's a four-minute read. I really would encourage you to read that. I would also encourage you to, if you go on our website, to, to see right below that in the article I wrote is an article by Focus on the Family. They've published a biblically-based statement, which I agree with, and again, strongly recommend that you read. God... <laughs> We were created in God's image and likeness, male and female. Our sexuality is a gift from God that we offer back to him in love. Transgenderism violates God's design. Each of the two sexes is a glorious gift from God. Our sexuality is meant to be offered back to him, either in complementary unity with the opposite sex in the context of marriage, for procreation, for mutual delight or in celibacy for undivided devotion to Christ. I mean, that is how God That's God's order. That's God's policy. His first day in office when he created mankind. Not only do male and female together reflect the image of God, but their coming together in marriage relationship brings forth a new life, and it's it's used in Scripture as the deepest, most intimate analogy of God's relationship with these people. And that's what these people are doing. They're fighting against God. 
and now against science. Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. We'll continue our conversation right here tomorrow. Thank you for your support. We need it. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 